0: Welcome to Fandoms, a show from every fan's point of view. Brought to you by the Nerd Initiative Network. Here's your hosts, Tony and Michael.
1: I
2: guess we should bring each other on at this point.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, what's going on? (laughs) Uh. Um,
2: So, welcome to uh, Fandoms, episode 11. Uh, We decided this week we were going to go ahead and talk about Funko Pops, and um, really interesting how this kind of progressed from one thing to another. Uh, and as we, you know, progress on the yeah. show, we are definitely um, going to be sharing that with you guys. So um, maybe we should start off with uh, with Mickey's uh, education of Funko before we Professor CWK. Hold on a second. My audio won't say something.
1: Testing.
2: Hello. It's it's pushing back. I might have to wear my headphones. We'll see how it goes. All right, so let's just go ahead and let's do the history first.
0: What's up to all the fans, geeks, and nerds joining us today? I see a few new faces out there, so allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mickey, also known as Professor CWK, the cell so phone wallet keys, here at Fandoms U. Fandoms U is a place where we explore the history, sometimes science, of some of the most interesting and popular fandoms there are. And today has a much more recent history, Funko. It's highly improbable that you could mention Funko in a public space today and not get a response. It's kind of a big deal. Funko has taken the world by storm as a pop culture, toys, and collectibles company. Known primarily for its vinyl figures designed after popular movies, TV shows, video games, comic books, and more. Funko is one of the most recognizable names in entertainment thanks to partnerships with Disney, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, just to name a few. Funko's history is a fascinating one, going from a small garage-based company to a major player in the industry that is beloved worldwide. Funko was founded in the Snohomish, Washington garage of Mike Becker and his wife Claudia in 1998. Mike had become frustrated with the affordability of the collectibles he loved, in particular a vintage big boy coin bag. That would lead Mike to license the Big Boy image and product himself to make his very own bobblehead. That means Funko only exists because of Big Boy, right? Kind of. After releasing the very own line of Funko Wacky Wobblers, there would be some failed partnerships between cartoon characters and licensing issues that would leave them a death. But enter an unlikely hero. Irresistible to women, deadly to his enemies, a legend in his own time. That's right, Funko would land the licensing rights to Austin Powers, of all things. They would release a line of Wacky Wobbler bobbleheads for the movie franchise, and it was a success. They sold over 80,000 units. This gave Funko a chance to endure. Funko's popularity would grow from there, adding to their character roster and growing out their Wacky Wobbler line. In 2005, Becker would sell the company to the CCO Brian Marriott. Ryan would move the Funko offices to Linwood, Washington, and significantly expand the amount of licensed products. It was here they would introduce their first popular line of fantastic classics, which weren't bobbleheads, but statues that featured classic cartoon characters. Funko was now a healthy, growing company that was ever-expanding its list of collaborations and partnerships, including Marvel, Star Wars, and Star Trek. And they would find great success in 2008 with the release of Funko Force the predecessor to what we know today as Funko Pops. Funko was really starting to take off and becoming a staple in the convention community, which would lead us to a pop culture collecting revolution in 2010. SPCC would be ground zero for Funko Force 2.0, which would eventually be rebranded as Funko Pop Vinyls. These cute little vinyl figures were smaller and more conceptualized than their predecessor Funko Force. And the SDCC exclusive line featured exclusively DC characters, most famously Batman and Green Lantern. And ever since that, there was nowhere to go but up, as Funko has become a company that is anything but small and cute. Well, it might still be cute. Funko is now a juggernaut in the pop culture and collectibles industry, and not just here in the US, but around the world as they have a presence in over 100 countries. Funko has maintained that relevance and growth by expanding beyond final figures and including a wide variety of products. This includes plush toys, keychains, apparel, and even board games. Funko has already left a huge mark on pop culture history and with the massive amount of content being produced by Disney, Warner Brothers, anime, and various other fandoms, it is going to be relevant for years to come. Alright, alright, before you rush out of the door, I want you to remember to dust off your pops and their display shelves, and prepare for your test on 20th century action figures. Enjoy the rest of the show, and have a great night.
1: That is an excellent recap.
2: And a very positive one.
1: Yes, Um, yes, yes.
2: It might be the most positive we are. Um, No, no, we're... So, so let's preface this first. If you, if you look behind us, we are Funko collectors. We like Funkos. You can see I have my 18 inch. Uh, I have a huge wall of Funkos right there. there. Um, Baby Rothman has got a, an extensive collection already before even leaving the womb. Also, um, this this is so, kind of a cool, look
1: at this angle. I oh, mean, this is a nice little angle. Like. That, that
2: would be a good angle to be able to like do for videos where you have yeah. like the little box of something that pops up next to you. But yeah. Um, so we, we decided, in fact, it was Michael, it was your idea to, to talk about Funko for this episode. We, we mm-hmm. just, you know, not too long ago did, did Lego. And, and so it's kind of a, a nice kick of talking about things that you love. But doing research kind of brought some things. Never meet your heroes. And, Never meet your heroes. Yeah, or or, or re- research the things that you like, you know, or love. Um, and so we want to preface before we get started, um, you know, we still, we, we collect things, um, but it's interesting to know, let's say, more truth behind things mm-hmm. that go on. And of course, it's always, it, whenever you talk about capitalism or, you know, corporate, you know, decision making, um, there will be things that you may not necessarily like. So, yeah, I think uh, it's It's becoming
1: more and more prevalent, right? Like, I think maybe it's a Gen Z thing. Um, I'm a millennial, uh, or I think I am. I have no idea, whatever. Um, it's becoming a Gen Z thing to know about and care about what your company, the company you're buying from, stands for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. Like, again, I, I, I was never one to, because I think, you know, capitalism is an interesting thing. It's it's an interesting cycle and it's a very, look, I'll preface this because there's gonna be a lot of, are we gonna be judgmental? Yes, I'm sorry, I, we have to be, when you dump $30 million of, of Funkos into a landfill that will take a century to decompose. Yes, centuries, 30, but, centuries sorry, apologies. Yes. Um, so we're gonna be judgmental. But again, I I have to preface that with saying running a business is a very slippery slope, right? We, we know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we know. Um, And especially when you make a product and what do you do and how do you navigate the rules that are put in place? And I guess to to sum up Funko, and this is a first for me, I'm going to be really short. Funko's probably telling people don't hate the player, hate the game (laughs) right now. We'll, we'll go into details about why that is and and stuff like that. But yeah, we're going to be critical. So it's good to, but honest, we're not going to be ranting or raving or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to be honest and upfront and, and just kind of, you know, kind of work on.
2: so to preface this a little bit, I I think with the, with the title that we have for the show and um the thumbnail, art is going to change a little bit as well. You know, the question then becomes is Funko the next beanie baby. And if you don't, let's say, let's say you're, you know, you're, you you make us feel old. You don't know what a beanie baby is. I mean, they're still there, but they're not the brand recognition that they were, you no. know, let's say in the mid to early 90s. Um, Ty or Ty, however you want to pronounce it, um, made a brand of very basic, and I think that's the key to both of these companies very basic animal based stuffed animal bean. Build stuffed animals <laughs> and they ended up getting the licensed rights to do a lot of different things. They did the Princess Diana bears they had bears of different styles. there was supposed to be an exclusivity and for a time the the beanie babies, depending on which ones you had and which which series were very expensive and it was a market where you would even see grown men, you know, by, and again, I don't say that in a negative way because there are grown men that are bronies that love like my little ponies and everything else. Like, but there were people that regardless of, of age, gender, anything, they were collecting these 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 toys for the purpose of wanting to be able to say, I mean, there were people who thought that they would save up their inheritance by collecting mm, food Yeah. Food. And like the college bill. I remember I have family members that said that like i've got this bear and i remember even like when we got like we we i had some and i remember like we would get them for to like to give away for kids and stuff and you'd get like the Princess diana bear and think oh this is a big deal and really it it wasn't it 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 just didn't last and so today ty ty still does the beanie babies they still sell them but not at the extent of Mm what they were before. And they definitely don't have the same value as they did before.
1: So I think, look, I, I, this is a really good, um, Oh, Eric is blown up in the comments. Um, oh, geez. this is a really good, this is a good thing to start off with. Right. Yeah. Um, it's called manufactured scarcity. It mm-hmm. never works. I, I just going to say this. It never, ever, 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 ever works. Um, mm-hmm. The the reason I don't I don't consider myself an expert in collectibles I but I travel in the same circles as experts so I'm mm-hmm. expert tangential right um have friends that work at auction houses I study a lot I I do as you can tell I I yes I do collect a lot um and I think look I I've, I make the same mistakes everyone else does and I don't collect I collect for fun you know do I sell things to buy other things sure but I don't collect to like retire. Like it just it's not it's you can't plan like that. I think unless you're really it's very very rare and very hard. Look, the reason so many things across history and specifically American history are valuable are because of natural events that you can't predict. Comic books, um, you know, pre-code horror or even post-code horror, there were, you know, and this is uh, shout out to Ashley Cotter Cairns at Golden Auctions who told me the story. Um, and I think you can read it and find it. There was there were comic book burnings that happened during the, the, the 50s before the code where, you know, adults thought that comic books were ruining the innocence of children. So, you know, you had so many books that were burned, like Action com- I mean, I can't, oh, it crawls my skin, Action Comics 1, Detective 27, like all these amazing, valuable books. And mm-hmm. would they still be worth a lot? Absolutely. First Superman, first Batman, 100%. But... These are things you can't predict. Baseball cards, yeah, valuable baseball cards, right? I am a kid of the '90s. Valuable baseball cards were valuable because kids in the '60s put them in their damn bike spokes to like hear the mm-hmm. so you had a Mickey Mantle rookie in a bike spoke. You had a you know things like that. And the last one I'll say is, and I can go on and on. There's there's things you can't like predict. Um, Onis Wagner is the is one of the best. Stories of all time. Do, do you know that story or not? I don't
0: think I know this. Ah, story. It's a
1: great story. Okay. Onus Wagner, easily one of the most valuable baseball cards in existence. I think there's only like they know, I think they find, you know, one here and there every couple of years. Uh, I think Wayne Gretzky used to own the most valuable one. It was like the best condition, but this is decades ago. Um, worth millions, right? Onus Wagner is a Hall of Fame player. He's no Mickey Mantle, he's no Babe Ruth. Uh, what happened was, though, and this is a throwback before there was bubble gum. And then now collector cards, cards were put into, um, tobacco dipping pouches. Mm-hmm. And so Onus Wagner, who, and this is how the story goes. And who knows if this is, you know, this is a hundred years ago. Uh, basically went to the manufacturing and had him shut down the printing of his card, his rookie card, because he did not want to push tobacco on the kids. Oh, wow. Um, and so, For a while there, there were maybe five or six in existence, um, these cards, because, you know, some got out uh, and another Ashley Cotter Cairns ism is that anything that's like an error or a manufacturing mistake Mm -hmm. should not be in existence. So if you can see it, you can find it. You know, there's Venom Lethal Protector without the ink on it. Um, There's, you know, there's double covers and triple covers. Like, those are all mistakes that just made me
2: think of one, too.
1: They're supposed to be destroyed. Right. Um, And if they're not, they're rare. And someone either snuck them out or just like, Oh, I'll take it home with me. That those are natural, organic things that happen. And that's what creates value. Um, And, and obviously the ability, you know, if it's a Tom Brady, he's the goat. Uh, If it's, you know, on and on Michael Jordan, like these are things that add to value. But again, Come back to my original statement. Then I'll shut up. One more thing, and I'll shut up. Um, mm-hmm. You cannot manufacture scarcity and value. And when you do that, and Beanie Baby actually got—if I'll use my words carefully because of what's going on currently—a piece of media that tells a story about Beanie Babies recently um, explained that basically they got popular by being scarce and say oh saying they were scarce. And so what happened was, yeah, they're cute, they're fun. And it created a craze, and they flamed out because they weren't scarce. Yeah, you know, there still are. Like, I think the Princess Diana one is still worth a good amount of money.
2: Not a lot, not a really. Lot. We had we had two at one point, and they oh my weren't God. Like
0: Wow! Like
2: you you, 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 it's, it's. I think I think that's the whole thing. It's the feigned scarcity. Um. Okay, so let's let's talk about like Funko. I think this is the thing. Like Funko, yeah, funko, kind of funko had. Had two different types of, of of issues when it came to let's say in recent because like when we talk about recently we're not talking about the old you know the old wobble heads or you know the the original um, Funko lines where you know before they actually got the pop vinyl you know branding um, we're talking about recent Funko pops that are now you know thirty million to thirty six million dollars worth in a landfill and it was because they would overproduce you know, certain Funkos, I mean, you, you go, you, you go to GameStop, you go to Target, you're going to find some Funko pops in the clearance section. It's just going to happen because certain lines, and I don't want to talk about certain movie properties that, that, you know, that did well versus others. um, They don't know. And there were even times where Funko for some, some, some properties of recent, um, they had the ability to make them before they came out in streaming. and they chose not to because they thought it would flop. And now they scramble to, to get something get something done. And so there is this idea that there are, there are some that they do in limited qualities, Other that they did they, they don't. And they literally had these overflow funko pops because they couldn't move them. In Arizona storage units. Uh And the unit they had them in so many units. I mean, you think 30 36 million dollars worth of Funko Pops. I know collectors, they don't have that many units to fill that many Funko Pops, and they can't move them. They're paying for these rental units, and now it's cutting into their budget. Imagine how much they're paying in rent that it's cutting into their profit with the amount of stuff that they're selling with Funko and Loungefly and now Mondo and all this other stuff. Mm. And and instead of investing in a charity or just giving them away or selling them for cheap, or even doing another mystery box to get these basic Funkos out there, they destroy them and throw them into a landfill. Let's uh, throw that picture uh, up there. I, yeah,
1: I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, we we we're I guess we're Tarantino the story, right? So we're going to like literally just kick it off with the, 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 the conclusion, but there's so many thoughts and opinions with this. Um, I, I, I'm I'm going to get emotional. Like you are destroying, forget, I mean, I'm not a tree hugger, but you're destroying right. the earth for one, but two, like we were talking about this earlier and we were going over this. It's all for a tax write-off. It's all about company mm-hmm. and company greed. And 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 I think that is the problem there because, you know, we were trying to figure it out. Like, Uh, yes, I'm having a baby in a month and we had a CPR class recently. Um, You know, we're prepping as well as we can prep, right. We want to make sure we're we're fully prepared. And, you know, our instructor talked to us about the good Samaritan law. And he was saying that, you know, for a while, people were afraid to go help someone if they were choking in public or doing something because, you know, say I crack a rib while I'm trying to give you the Heimlich or I don't know how to do the Heimlich. (laughs) So like, I I might be wrong there, but if I hurt you somehow, you know, it's the same thing as like, you know, if, if, um, what's the rule? Like if I break into your house and you shoot me or something like that, or something, or I hurt myself sometimes. If, if I law. break into
2: your house and let's say I fall down the stairs, <laughs> this
1: is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard of. So I can sue you. So yeah. yeah. Oh, it's cool. Like I'm just trying to rob you and stuff, but it's, it's, but it, the, the law is there. So basically here, you know, look, we were, the good Samaritan law is to help people. So that way they don't fear if, if I see you choking or see something happening to your heart attack, mm-hmm. like giving you CPR or, or whatever. Yeah. The fact that, you know i was looking for excuses online of like why they would do this right and i think lawsuits is is you know is debatable right we were talking about this and it's it is debatable like you know they some people have said that like you know if a kid chokes on a piece and there's you know can they get sued for donating it to you know i i don't know i don't know if there's like an unwritten contract for when you buy buy merchandise and it's a different than if you donate it but The laws need. this is this is an example and I don't want to get political too often, but this is an example where the laws need to change ASAP like this is insane Mm -hmm. like that they can't like give it to kids that want it or donate them to schools as education part like this is a vinyl piece of plastic and I love look I love Funkos like absolutely love them is one of my favorite ones, you know, Peter three signed like Mm -hmm. and this is again. We'll get into this later about a reason why I do think these will last longer than Beanie Babies and other things for the autograph and collectible value. There's other things and much like nineties comics are still, even though they're mass produced like crazy, they're still in demand because you can get Jim Lee to sign your X-Men one or McFarlane to sign your Spider-Man one. And there's a million copies out there, but back to the Funkos, those things will not they're plastic. They are not going to degrade for centuries. I, I just and, and even their response to it so wait, we have like information here that we've been like digging into even their response makes me cringe you know like that like I think they asked the, the original uh, founder um, you know he still works with the company as like he's like a creative officer for and he was like Becker was like basically that's not my my you know my my job is just to focus on the fun and task at hand And I understand the politics of like wanting to play safe but I haven't seen any comment where they're like they feel guilty for doing this
2: yeah and and, and that's, that's that is that is completely that is completely just come just avoiding the responsibility of it Let, let's let's go back you think about you think of toys yeah. for tots you think of um different charities even even for like children's hospitals and make a wish and things like that there are companies that donate products and they don't worry about being this is this is this is about a decision and it's about the easiest course. Um, we were talking before um, for the Super Bowl. Two teams are going up from the Super Bowl, and you don't know which one's going to win. So what do they do? They print championship team merchandise to sell after the mo- the show or after the the game immediately, and they have it ready so that they can hand it out. Yeah. But if you go into other countries, and, and it's funny because I've I've had friends that have gone and let's say it was the Cowboys versus the, the, the Red, you know, the Redskins, or the, now the, the, you know, the, the Washington team. Um, and um, let's say Washington won, the Cowboys didn't. In some parts of the country, in some parts of the world, there are a lot of people who think that the Cowboys won the Super Bowl because that merchandise was then donated or given to other countries or were sold off at cheap other in other places because they're not just trying to destroy the merchandise. There are, there are lots of high-end places. I, I was watching a video recently um, in, in I think it was, um, it was in New York, I think, where someone was walking down the street and there were just boxes of van shoes on the sidewalk. Uh, and they went in to go look and they had actually cut all of those shoes. Couldn't have given them to the homeless. And I think what happens is the, when you get so big as a corporation, you get blinded. Yeah. and you don't care about other people and don't it's all it it,
1: there's no emotion in it. it's yeah. all shares, and and by the way i'll ask you a question <clears throat> do you know why they do that the cutting
2: so that people can't take them and then go resell them
1: so i i gotta pull up a photo here i love doing this in real time but this is this was a i got this story actually from al milgram marvel legend and you know it goes on and on uh created spot um Moon Knight, and more and more. Um, but he was telling me about comics. If you ever see a comic that has, and I saw an Incredible Hulk recently with it, it was um, comics, cover, cut. So Marvel, and then other places too, um, how do I gotta look this up? Would, they would ask for um, the, the newsstands and the pharmacies, I'm getting a picture now, if they didn't sell them, they would require them to rip the cover in half and send them back. Wow. Um, and so you will find really iconic. There was a Hulk one. This is a you know $30,000 book that is on, is it Heritage? Or it's one of those auction houses. So here's an, another example. So you see that Batman is perfectly ripped at the top Mm -hmm. This classic, either detective or Batman. I can't tell what, what, what book this is, um, but it's such a shame. And so Al Milgram was telling me that like the pharmacy that he used to get as a kid, his comics from, you know, in the sixties, um, they would sometimes do it, but they would sometimes also just give the comics out to kids. And I think he got like an amazing fantasy 15 for free because they were, she was just like, Oh, we couldn't sell this here or, uh, you know, fantastic Four one or, or whatever.
2: Well, I like, it was like, um, so, so I used to work at Starbucks and, you know, Starbucks has pastries and they have like a a shelf life for their food and you couldn't, you weren't supposed to take food. You weren't supposed to give it to the staff. Mm. Like if you're working there, you're not like, if there's a marble loaf cake, you know, you can't take it to your car, but the, the way they got around it was that you had to take, you had to take it to the trash can. What you did after you went to the trash can was up to you but they were afraid that staff would then hide product to be expired and then take it home and then either eat it or sell it. Hmm. And, and, and it was sad because if you ever go to a Starbucks, there are always people that, that are hungry and you couldn't necessarily, you know, give it to them. The best you could do would be you put it out as like demo and you could go and, and hand it out to people as a sample to encourage them to get it. And that was what a lot of places would do. But, I mean, even if you go into Walmart, if you've ever walked into Walmart and you've ever walked when there's like, I'm not going to talk about a specific, but like a promotion for a movie that that is about to go out on Blu-ray or DVD, there would be some amazing artwork. And if you asked to buy it from them, they wouldn't let you do it. They actually have to go uh. in the back and destroy it. They have to put it in trash compactors. And so... There was a specific Morning. starship Whoa. that I saw hanging from the ceiling that I would love to have had in this <sighs> room when I was d- doing all different stuff and they were going to take it and rip it up and destroy it. And it's just, it's sad to think of, of that kind of stuff happening, but it does.
1: I think a lot of stuff in America, right. Um, is a vestige of something before. And what I mean by that, by vestige is, um it's a carryover, a grandfather clause, like, there's a lot of stuff that is, that uh, look, we are dynamic creative, curious creatures, humans, right? But we also tend to kind of just let things lie and we don't question a lot of things and which is why I love that we're doing this. and like again, this is the point of being truthful. Um, and I think there's stuff that just happens and there's some stuff that like, look, I will correct me if I'm wrong, you know, come at me if I like whatever. But I think some stuff is just literally done because that's the that's the way it is, and people don't ask questions Mm -hmm. and say, "What can we do? How can we change?" You know, whatever. Um, With that said, probably should go into like what is the future of Funko and like we the question we we posed is uh, the Beanie Babies thing because like I the first thing I would say is like, look, this isn't an overnight thing, and (laughs) why we have Mad Money on here is, is this the worst IPO. In decades was Funko. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is 2017. So this is this is years before uh Landfill Gate, right? <laughs> like uh yeah. So it has been a, a rough patch, and I think do they have a little bit of the Beanie Baby in them? Yeah, I think there's they're more versatile than Beanie Babies. I I still think there's some there's gonna be valuable Funko's. There still are valuable Funko's. I mean, look. I mean, let's get nuts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Um, My Lord, Uh, you know, the Wacky Wobbler is obviously the the prototype of four, which is really cool. I mean, you know, Derek was in the chat saying about the Iron Man one. And then, you know, there's this one for 25K. There's this thing one, which is really cool. I think it's about 4,000. Yeah. That is super cool. Um, But I think, you know, as you stop to innovate, you stop innovating. And I think we talked about. You mentioned Loungefly; they they purchased a couple of years ago, which is you know great backpacks. I know you're a big fan. You know backpacks and accessories and t-shirts mm-hmm. and really cool, dynamic addition. And then they picked up Mondo, right? And I think Mondo was now this is again this is three or four years after the IPO. Mondo was last year. The IPO tanked a couple of years ago. I, I think they were still on the rise in 2017, but they picked up Mondo, and what they did was essentially. Lay off a ton of the workforce, right? This is what happens. And look, it it is it's capitalism at its best. I'm not gonna sit here and rant, whatever. That you 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 pick up a company and you lay off a bunch of employees, which is what they did. But Mondo, and this is where we have to talk about specifically like again, quality, value, and letting things organically happen, right? Mondo, this is this is by the way, this is from Mariotti, who is the CEO. Uh Mondo created artist made limited edition posters. So let's take this off real quick and put me back here. Um, I can even give myself a little bit maximize myself so you can see I'm a fan of bottleneck gallery. So if you see the Spider-Man poster there, mm-hmm. um, th- actually that, that the one above my left right there, that's a Mondo poster right there, that no way home. Um, mm-hmm. and I think so is, no, I think bottleneck is the Batman. Um, And what I want to say about this is these can be valuable. And and as Mariotti was saying, let me minimize myself. It's God awful to see myself in, in, in living color. Um, Mariotti talked about, he's like, Oh, you know, look, I'm not a big fan of exclusivity. I think we're in an era of exclusivity um, and everyone's trying to cash in on like, there's only a thousand pieces or only this or only that, whatever. Um, But I don't buy this where he says that, you know, mondo was making limited edition prints and they wanted to up the numbers to get more fans involved now that might be somewhat the case but the reason why mondo was making limited edition prints is because they were like being hand silkscreened by artists mm-hmm. so they would make 150 to 200 and and bottleneck still does that they're all numbered every time you buy quality over the product, quantity yeah. And, and they come, a lot of times they come from the artists and, you know, like there's, I have a bunch of art from um, Pablo Oliveira, who has one of my favorites, you know, and he, he will communicate with like, he's, he's invested, like he's involved in the production of his prints. Um, I'm looking over there, like a, a lenticular lens Avengers end game with like Iron Man and Dan, you know, Thanos. And there's a really cool Spider-Man, you know, up here. And, and this is Dan Mumford, who's one of my favorites, but they, they, they're they're on social. They're dealing with it. They're they're they reshare the postings. Like it's not like they just sell the license. They move on. They're part of the process of production. A lot of the times, they deliver it to these these galleries, and the galleries ship it off to the customers. Now, if you create three, four, five, six hundred prints, and you do the, t- the time prints, and for for those who don't know, and I'm rambling, but I'm going to get to a point. Time prints give you like, hey, you can order throughout the weekend. It's not till we sell out. So if we sell ten thousand, we sell ten thousand. the artist is not i mean how is the artist going to make that many and so Mm -hmm. again you're eliminating almost like the manufactured scarcity now you're doing manufactured extremism and and here's the thing
2: do they even change the price are they still selling it for the same same price
1: yeah 50 60 bucks whatever it is yeah they don't they don't change the price and i don't know i'm telling you there's no way a even great artist like a, you know, if you look at John Beatty, who's very involved in the, in the circuit or um, Clayton Crane or well, I said Clayton, I'm just looking at a poster. Um, anyone that's involved, they they're, they're not they can't they don't have the, the the ability. They don't have printing presses in their houses like to, to mass yeah. produce. So they're going to have to outsource it and the quality is going to decrease. So mm-hmm. what's my point, right? They bought Loungefly. they bought Mondo, they opened up a, and you've been here. So I want to hear about this too. Like a, a 40,000 square foot store in Hollywood, their second storefront. It looks phenomenal. I've seen your photos. It oh, looks yeah. amazing. It's really cool, but it's also like, okay, what is the demand? Because we're coming off a huge 2021 where, you know, there was revenge spending in the economy and companies had to know that 2022 and 2023, there was going to be a dip back to normal. Like you had sneakers at Nike and Jordan, you had Funkos, you had comics. Oh People that bought really expensive comics in 2021 Mm -hmm. are kicking themselves because again, that was like an all time collecting high. And what is the final outcome? Funko stock is like, Mm -hmm. so it's like 70% value loss. Now, they also, by the way, they also invest in NFTs and, and 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 I I have not seen, I mean, NFTs are talk about a fad that went and and, and I still believe in the future of the idea, yeah. but everyone was getting on board. I don't think they knew what they were doing. So wh- where do they go from here? I, I honestly don't know. Like the lightning in the bottle thing is kind of gone. They've, they've, they've bought other companies to try to expand. They have, they really have a, a, a robust selection of things. And I look, I love Funko's. I love. My favorite thing are the moments, which basically tell a story. And like you know, like Hulk versus Hulkbuster, and you know, like yeah. that. I, I love these things. But what I, I don't, you tell me, what do you do from this point? I, I, where do you go?
2: So, fresh in my mind, we talked about Lego before. Um, if you if you watch a run of Lego. If you if I were to take and move my microphone over here and you can look up here, you can see I have the daily bugle yep right there. through the amount of times everyone was enamored when it first came out um, supply and demand it would sell out it was back ordered it was whatever else. Lego has manufacturing where when they sold out of it, as long as it within it was in within the run of the product being out, it could be back ordered, and Lego would then turn around and produce more. So Funko, instead of building this large amount, and let's face it, the whole Mondo thing about it's unfair that there's limited quantities, then you don't do chases, you don't do Funko exclusives. Yes. You, yes. you don't do those things, you create a run. And if it runs out, make more. Do them in batches and have them. And yes, then there's exclusivity if you want to because then there's the first printing, the second printing or whatever. And you you only make enough to where you don't have overflow stock. You do build, you out of the process of being responsible, you build exclusivity and and scarcity to where people want it. And then maybe you hold off on producing more but you you can't just turn around and say oh it's not fair that only so many people get it when I can tell you right now if you were to look at the one um, what was it One Piece um, the the Always Sunny or the the Going Merry ships um, they're extremely expensive now um, oh yeah there are the New York Comic Con exclusives there's the San Diego Comic Con exclusives like those things I mean Lego Lego's done it they've done it with like mini figs like during SDCC I mean, have variations, and even even if it was a concern about the old, like like we were talking about, like the 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 comic book sto- shops or the pharmacies tearing the covers because people will turn around and resell them. Imagine if they took the time with those items that were in that rental com- in that rental facility or the the their storage units that they took and they they marked the boxes and the Funkos. With, like, a symbol that identified that they were charity products.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, I read somewhere also that they like, which really kind of, again, I, I'm not trying to crap on a company because I love, I do, I, yeah, I love.
2: Listen, I've got them. an 18 inch Groot right behind me. Yeah. I thought about getting the 18 inch All my, I've got way too many of my. I world. love the
1: comic covers. I think these yep. are the, some of the coolest things oh, ever.
2: Oh, that's funny. Hold on a second
1: love comic covers like for those who don't know these are again I think the the trick is to let me turn the light off so you can see it the trick is to innovate right and so the comic covers yeah I I love them you know I think um they tell a story they're compact they can sit on a ledge um and they're and they're really cool and I mean look the guy who did this cover Sam De La Rosa you know when we go to NYCC you're gonna have to do this like he'll draw venom on the front, you know, at a convention and stuff like he's it's, it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just, y- you have to go by innovation. I think Lego Lego has a history of, you know, look, Funko is 20 something years old. Right. And I think, yeah. you know, there's beanie babies, there's trolls. There's those things that have just, you know, the pet rock they even made a million dollars at one point in history. Like those things are flash in the pan. They're up, they're down, they're gone. You know, like people still mm-hmm. have them. I'm not knocking them, whatever. Um, Lego, has one I think it's a family owned company it I think it's you know we had we had you know we had Kofi on here who, who works there talking about the history he really you know sings their praises um so clearly they treat their employees right they're they're mm-hmm. they're run really well and everyone has ups and downs but they've innovated yeah. they've come out with different things um and like you said you gotta let the natural selection of supply and demand take its course a- and when you start to do stuff to either boost sales or to lower scarcity, um, that's when you get into trouble. You're just trying to manipulate the market. It, it's it, it, the house always wins and and the house mm-hmm. is evolution and, 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 and natural things like, and the reason, so people are probably wondering if, you know, if they're even wondering at all, uh, why, why did I pull this comic book up? Right. And we were talking about like exclusives and stuff. This is a book that was handed out, um, at D23 the, last year um, it's the <laughs> Spider-Man 16th anniversary. Now you had to be in a panel to get it. Um, it's a somewhat valuable book. Uh, not like it's not going to break the bank or anything like that. It's not a $4,000 wacky wobbler, but I think it's a really cool book. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan and it's just, it's cool. And it's an Umberto Ramos Ramos cover. One of my favorite artists. Um, that's a, this is a remark by the way, like, no one does better remarks in the game than Umberto. Like the guy is a, a master and he really takes pride in, in his craft. He's so talented and cool. Um, but Umberto, like, what was I gonna say? Uh basically, like, there's only a couple thousand out there. You had to be at a panel, you couldn't buy them. Uh, they're worth, you know, a decent amount. And that's how Funko really got big. We, you know, Mickey mentioned it. He said, you know, San Diego was like their big kickoff. You know, they they were yeah. doing, they announced. The, these are really cool. They announced the, also that one has like battle scars on it. They announced the, um, you know, the, the, the precursor to the, the original pop, which is, man, that would be cool to have. It's probably worth a lot. Um, and there's the wacky wobblers, but like with those, you had to beat at San Diego to get them. So if Mm -hmm. you want to create scarcity, make things that you have to be there to get, there's nothing wrong with that because look, people are going and, and what happened this year at San Diego me and Yasin were there were the Funko pop cards. Now I'm starting to like, not feel as bad that I didn't get my hands on those. Cause they look super cool. And they're just these cards that are basically to pick Funkos. like, it's exactly what yeah. you think it was. And you know, they're still kind of sitting on websites. Now you can buy a box and crack them. And I'm sure you get like original art and some other cool stuff. That's, you know, there's hologram. I, I don't know what, what's the, the, the chase cards that are in there, but they're really cool. But it, it's, you know, and I'm glad they're innovating and trying different things, but you got to create stuff that you had to be there to get. I mean, that's the way to really make, that's the organic way to make scarcity. You know, again, mm-hmm. look, I, 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 I'm, I'm, a big guy of auctions. I love looking, I'm not always buying, but I'm always kind of like looking and seeing what's out there. Cause it's history, right? Like, you know, Babe Ruth signed balls or we talked about the Onus Wagner or we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. The Jordan flu game shoes, you know, that he gave to the ball boy, like those are, I mean, they're like one of one, right? But you had to be lucky and be there to get, you know, catching a foul ball, getting it signed by Babe Ruth, like, geez, like, you know, that stuff is, and anything signed by Babe Ruth is, is super valuable, but it's so cool because it's like very limited and it's like stuff that happens in life. Yeah. And when you you start to kind of you know I, I don't know you kind of go beyond it's, it, it's-,
2: it's like the screen use props it's like you know I think what it when it comes down to is you know, you know I, there are lots of collectors out there that that have to get every single piece for the set you know I guess one of the things that I've always benefited is I've I was not, I was not a I was not a I, I, we, we shared this on the discord I was not a big fan of fungo. Like I, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I was a hot toys collector. Um, I liked the idea of prop replicas and things like that. I liked big scale things and Funko was not on my radar and it was, and I kept ones that I got out of respect. I I had, you know, a friend give me one and then my mom bought me another and that was all I had. And then I had a follower that sent me the, um, you can't see him right now, but he's right behind me. It's the uh, the end game Stanley right there because I was a big I was uh, talking, I, I was up Stanley yeah. I love him and and so I was I thought that was really cool and unique and then it was the the cap the the old man cap with the shield that I have still in the box and and at that point I was like you know what there's actually some really neat ones I'd really love to get some of the really interesting ones like like this Doctor Strange I thought was really cool um, and then when we were at C two E two I had to get the suit of Gantry, Tony. Ah, that's cool. So I I like the the uniqueness of things, but I don't have to have every single one. I'm a big okay. I'm, let's say it this way: I'm a I'm a big anime fan right now, um, and one of the shows I'm watching is Hunter Hunter. And I went into a Five Below yesterday, and they had Hunter Hunter Funko Pops, mm. and immediately perked my interest. But I didn't see any of the characters that I would have wanted, and yeah, they were cheap. But you know what i'd rather have the ones that i want so it was Mm -hmm. an easy pass for me and there's there there are the hard collectors and i think that there's a good number of them but not to the extent that funko wants there's a lot more casual funko pop collectors than there are Mm. the hardcore let's say blake blake's pop nook you know like like marvel twin rihanna or or tonin like where they have the the shelves and shelves of them. And I think that's where they have to understand it's better to make limited runs and then need to go back and create more back in the eighties masters of the universe was one of the most popular things. They, they started as a toy line and then in order to get people to sell that to, want to buy them, they put comic books inside the, um the, the actual, action figure packaging to get them interested in a story. And then they also created a cartoon for the specific purpose of selling the toys. But at one point near the end of the the rise and fall of, of, of He-Man and the master of the universe, they were the manufacturers were just producing what was easy for them to make. And so if you go back and look, there's this B action figure that there are millions of them that they couldn't move. Like at one point you couldn't find He-Man. All you could find was this side character because it was the easiest and the cheapest thing to make. Uh. And they stopped caring about it being a product and it just kind of went went the way of the dinosaur. So Funko's got to be willing to allow for people to just casually purchase things. And again, I love, you know, when we started that, when we had this conversation, I was wanting to say like, are you an in the box collector? Are you an out of the box collector? You know, what are your thoughts on this or that? But it's like, as a, as a company, it's, it's very interesting because if you go back and you look and there are documentaries, which I'm not going to point to because of the, the, the SAG after and WGA strikes, Mm -hmm. but you could go and see that there were actual like conventions for Funko fans where they had like this, it was, it was its own thing where you'd go in this room and it was like a big game show and big event. And like people were hardcore collectors, but now it's become something very different.
1: Yeah. And yeah.
2: You've got it. You've got to change your direction. And yes, it, maybe it means you produce less. We went to Funko Hollywood. It was an amazing experience going in there and going in there itself was an event. Um, that there was that one. There was a giant like Thanos on the throne. Um, they had, um, if you see the current thumbnail on, on this, there's a the the, the, the Jurassic Park T Rex coming chasing the Jeep, and you can get sit in the Jeep or you can sit in the land speeder. And it became an experience to go and do that. They have to lean into those things, they have yeah. To I agree. It's it's, right? it's it's hard, like it's, it's like the pop yourself stuff, like yeah. something different and unique. That's where they that's where their gold is it's not on this mass production to where it leads to landfills and everything else. Like, just-
1: I just think I, I, I look, I, I get upset and this is, I'm going to take the positive spin on it. Cause I think they're better than this. I think, you know, you look at Beanie Babies, there's a story to history behind there where there's a lot of drama and stuff in there. And, and Ty, by the way, Ty is actually named after the founder. Um, and and he, For all intents and purposes, from what's out there, he wasn't a very good guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, like, you know, they're scamming the audience. And I think Funko's, there's a lot to like and a lot to love. And like I said, something that will endure that you can't do with a lot of things. And the reason, like, that comics, you know, are, are, you know, we have graded comics and things like that. And people are grading Funko's. I think that's insane because it's so hard to keep the box like <laughs> that's nuts but i do think there's something to be said about the ability to they're they're very versatile in the sense that you can sign you can put stuff on there you know i i just sent in something for um, i have the so this is the hulkbuster versus hulk i have the it's a smaller moment it's um it's hulk you know uh uh, hurting loki in Mm -hmm. Avengers, like crashing against the thing and i sent it in for the hiddleston signing and i had him put a quote like i'm a god you dull creature like that's fun to tell a story and and do something original and do something different and i think again like i mentioned before the comic covers too you know you can get stuff cool stuff done so they they're they're versatile right they're not Mm -hmm. you know they're not a one-trick pony and but i think that's why i think we get annoyed the most is like it's like, look, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed in you. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's that's the feeling of, you know, for Brian Mariotti and all these guys, like, did you guys have to do that for a 30, a $30 million tax credit? Is that really, wasn't that really necessary? And look, let's, let's go through the numbers. Like it, it might be necessary. Um, they had a horrible 2022, the, their net income decreased over hundred percent. They were sitting on $250 million in debt. And so I, I, I also wonder, like, how are you running your company? And like, I always wonder for all these companies out there, did you not see this coming after 2021? Like, we've like, you guys are, I say you guys, executives and people that run companies out there. And I'm not trying to be, again, I'm not, you know, my wife's going to kill me, whatever. I'm going on a rant. It's fine. How do people not plan? We we, COVID hit in 2020. Mm -hmm. Everyone was stuck saving money they were at home they couldn't travel they couldn't go to restaurants it was very hard to buy then you know the last dance came out right and it, it, it got me I, I was a bulls fan growing up and jordan's literally went whoop, like jordan sneakers jordan rookies jordan, everything went through the roof and everyone was collecting and using you know they they, people, they they joke around say like the stimmy checks were out there and people were like buying you know stuff they they you know whatever
2: Oh, at the same time, it was like GPUs for um for computers. Yeah, everyone was in the Bitcoin mining, and so they were you couldn't you couldn't find a, a video card, you know, yeah. of any good quality because everyone was hard to find. Them. But like, how did you not
1: prepare after twenty twenty one sets records? You know, in every single category, that's not sustainable. Like, yeah. you know, you know, tw- people at home were buying, and then twenty twenty two or no, no, sorry, that was twenty twenty, and then twenty twenty one came along. And, you know, like I said earlier, the revenge spending happened. You know, people had extra money or they were like pent up and they were at home and they couldn't go to restaurants. They couldn't go travel. They couldn't go on a cru- I mean, cruises. They couldn't go anywhere. A- and they were like, I'm going to spend money. I'm going to buy the comic I've always wanted. I'm going to buy the Funko I've always wanted. I'm going to buy a pair of Jordan ones that are worth a thousand dollars. I'm going to, you know, whatever. Once that slows down and that impulse dies down, things have to get back to normal. And so for, if I was a company and we had say record sales in 2021 uh, and look here, another double standard in here, like someone had a really good point about CGC, right? So we talk a lot about CGC. They're the grading company that creates, you know, verifies the autographs and encases the comics and in, in this and gr- and grades, you know, they are supposed to be a grader, right? Like they grade the comics, right? Um, there's only so many comics out there that people want graded after a while. Your clients start to have, they have what they have, what they want. And so you have to adapt and figure it out. But I just feel like there was very little planning from these companies, from Funko, from CGC, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. CGC is leaning into autographs. Now they're doing more and more like send in signings. I, I just, mm-hmm. I just wish there would be planning. So that way, like we don't end up with this, Yeah, you know, order less inventory, Uh, mm-hmm. y- you know, be like, Hey, what is? It's not the worst case scenario if we sell out and there's huge demand and we didn't we didn't we didn't create to expectations. Exactly. That's not that's not the worst thing in the world. You make more, like you said you make more. And I want to the last thing I want to say before I pass it off to you and then we we wrap up. You mentioned first and second printings earlier, right? The best example I could think of. I was grabbing photos we were talking, is the first appearance of Professor Hulk, right? First printing is this beautiful cover green background. And again, this is, this is again, organic, organic rarity. Oftentimes the second printings are rarer than the first. Mm -hmm. This is the second printing. It is more expensive and harder to find than the first printing, Mm -hmm. but that's cool. That is something that if you're a collector later on, you're like, Ooh, I kind of want that. It's a cool cover. It's a different thing. Gets you. It's like, whatever. Uh, Another famous one is the Jim Lee, the first Batman he did where, I have the first printing. It's not worth nearly as much. And he's like, Batman swinging. And the second printing is that iconic. Um, and I think I have a statue kind of of it. If you look over there, if you can see by the Joker, it's him standing. That's that iconic. I'll pull up mm-hmm. a photo of Jim Lee. It's an iconic cover. That's really valuable because it's second printing. And it's hard to find. And I yeah. think that's cool. That's history.
2: That's natural stuff. Exactly. Like, just let it happen, guys. Yeah. Um, so. So I think here's where we need to go with it. Like, do we think that Funko has the potential to go the way of the Beanie Baby? Absolutely. That's that's part of where we're we're bringing up here. But there also is a there is a way ahead. Now, hopefully the way ahead the way forward is that they learn from this $30 million landfill. Yeah, I hope one, so. one, the the environmental impact. Perhaps they need to look at the way that they do Funko and how they change that. Um, second of all is the idea of, okay, what got us into that position in the first place? Because there, there you go. There's that, that iconic, iconic. iconic.
1: Yeah. That's the second printing. Cause the first yeah. printing is actually like, it's not the, the best looking cover. He's swinging through his feet's coming at you. It's whatever. This is iconic. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. Um, all right. Sorry. Continue.
2: <laughs> no, but, but yes. Yeah, so learn from the environmental impact that they did from this and what got them in that position where they had that excess. Also, make a plan for how to deal with excess stock if they get to that position again. Because let's face it, anytime they, they delve into a property, there is always the potential for them to have a miss. Some people are just not going to want certain things. Um, some properties are not going to be as popular as you project. Um, that's what Lego does. Lego, LEGO hedges their bets. They, 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 they're very conservative mm. on where they go with properties when they come out. And then when they do make something that they plan, like, like let's say the Daily Bugle, they they allow for multiple printings when it becomes that popular. But and, and I also think the mentality of just passing off, like what 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 he what Becker said about, you know, I'm just here for the fun. Like no, there is a responsibility that you have. Oh, that you have to do. I hate Marriott that. needs to also take responsibility. And then for statements like the whole Mondo thing if you're going to take something that was limited to 150, let's say copies for, let's say $60, 30 to $60. And then you'd turn around and start making a more subpar version yep. at $10,000. It doesn't have the same value mm-hmm. and they should look at that. That doesn't mean they don't. They, I don't know anything about how they treat their employees. I'm not going to assume anything about that. Um, hopefully Funko is a great place to work, but They should understand that their production and the way they proceed and at scale is more important to be conservative than to to, to deal with their workforce. So
1: I agree. I cannot agree more. I think, uh, and a hundred percent, Eric is like, we saw a petition to get them to donate. I, I don't know why you wouldn't, that should be everything. I understand we talked about food earlier and like, you know, you worry about people getting sick or poisoned. There's a lot of like nuances there. But can we just do the right thing? Like, I, and if things happen, things happen. I know people are going to take advantage, and and you know, look, it, it's a it's a weird thing. But food, toys, books, like, it, it's good to help other people out and give people fun. Like you said, children's hospitals and things like that. Like, why would you? Why, why would you not? Like, I if I was Funko, and again, this is why I'm probably not the CEO of Funko. Like, I guess I don't have that business sense, in that I'm, I I wouldn't do right by the shareholders. I guess I would have taken. I think there was a lot of Harry Potter Funkos um, that were destroyed in the $30 million move. And there was also, by the way, I used to have them and I get, we did a giveaway and we gave it away. The Funko game, I guess, did not do well. Oh, wow. So the Funkoverse game, first of all, what sticks out to you when you, when you say that though? How many kids out there would like to play the Funko game?
2: Okay. let (laughs) let 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 me tell you this. Okay. So my kid has HCM. It's out there. I've talked about it before we go to children's hospital on a regular basis. The most exciting trip that my son had was when he went there and he was talking about like Sonic and Pokemon and the nurse came and gave him like a starter pack and a little metal box mm. of Pokemon cards. And like, that was all he talked about yeah. for a good long time and then we went another time, it was like closer to around Christmas time as well. They didn't have that. And he had asked, like, do you have anything else cool? And you know, they're like, We're sorry. And we're like, Well, there's no apology, you know, we're thankful for that. They said, you know, it really it's really sad because a lot of times donations are really scarce for, for places like children's hospital, where these kids are going through terminal conditions or you know, situations. How easy would it be for them to have a stock of Funkos or Funkoverse games or whatever to be able to give to these kids after doing like an MRI or having, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, my kid just did a, a stress echo. And so he had to run on a treadmill and he was exhausted. would have been cool to have like something like a little there for him to be like, hey, you did a good job, you know, more than just a sticker. So. Yeah,
1: it's really annoying. It's it's
2: annoying. Yeah, um, it's part of the collection and we we had way too many po- Pokemon cards now. So.
1: And it, again, like uh, what I said earlier to, to start, you know, if Funko could speak as a company, they would say like, don't hate the player, hate the game. So, you know, what Erica said, start a, speak up, start a petition, talk to your, you know, the government, I don't, I don't know, whatever, whatever the, like, there should not be tax breaks for doing this to the environment. There should not be you know, potential for lawsuits for donating toys, uh, to hospitals and things like that. Like,
2: in fact, there should be a fine for excess yes, landfill. So yes. There should have been a consequence for that. That's
1: what I'm saying. We were talking about this before and I know we got to wrap, but we were talking about before, like to do this, first of all, where's captain Plan when you needed that, that was your, your comment and joke. But like, I remember like the, the shows and the stuff we used to watch where like they would dump the sludge and they would, it was a whole like, Mystery, and they had to find like the company was the big bad company, and they were getting you know they're diluting and poisoning people with the, with the waters, and obviously that's a little more. Well, no, it's not because this is a, this is a, a what did you call it? You said it's a polyvinyl. Yeah, bio. it's
2: polyvinyl chloride. It's PVC. It's it's literally yeah. something that you're supposed to have in your home that doesn't corrode. So imagine polyvinyl chloride PVC takes centuries to break down. And when it does, it causes pipe. great greenhouse uh, emissions because it's made out of a petroleum based product. It's
1: yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah. all right. Well, look, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, yeah, we need to speak up. If you guys can out there, you know, ever have an opportunity, let someone know that's again, like I said, don't assume it's just, don't assume, you know, I, I think that's the thing. I think people like tend to be complacent and, and and whatever. It's good to speak up. Doesn't mean you have to stop collecting Funko. Clearly yeah. I'm not stopping. Um, I'll slow but down. But if you
2: are a fan of Funko. It's fine. It's smart. Listen, holding the brand that you love accountable to do better is important. Yes. Imagine what we're doing for the, you know, what we do with the wg and SAG after strike it shows that you stand for something. You have you have you have a belief system. You can do that with the products that you do. There are there are, I mean there are companies that have made you know we, we we had Lego last week. Lego doesn't make all the right choices. They've no. they made mistakes. No one does. No. I always I always make the joke. You know Lego was offered at one time to buy Minecraft, and they just passed. They just didn't find any interest in it, and so Microsoft bought them. Uh-huh. And when Microsoft bought them. Now Lego has to pay for the license to make those bricks, which they would have had free money at that point because it would have all been theirs.
1: That's the most most ironic story because Microsoft made their company by going to computer companies like IBM and Apple. And there was no Dell back then, but IBM, Apple, and other ones that were around there and saying, we want to keep the software. We want to license it to you. (laughs) And that's how, and everyone laughed. I, I, I still love like the documentaries and stuff like that which I won't name and whatever but everyone laughed and was like yeah keep your software keep your license we'll, we'll take it <laughs> they didn't think it was a big deal yeah and Microsoft became the for a while was the biggest company on the planet because of it and so talk about a full circle moment where they did it again um it, it's just great
2: oh man I love that I, I, listen. Children's Hospital is one of the one of the most amazing organizations. They are doing they're doing God's work. They're just doing a great job, and knowing how they're taking care of our family, my kid, um, by all means, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. And what now, I
1: was, was going to say earlier with the Harry Potter. Oh, sorry. Go, go no, go ahead. ahead go ahead. You Finish up. I was going to say with the Harry Potter thing I talked about earlier, and I delved into like the the game. You could easily, and I think he's a good person from what I've I've heard. You could get. Daniel Radcliffe or someone to come out and sign those Funkos at children's hospitals. You know, like they love that stuff. Like Mark Hamill is a huge person that stops by hospitals. Uh Robert Downey Jr. He does the Iron Man arms for for, you know, kids with amputees. And like it's it's amazing. And so you really could have made a beautiful thing out of it, or at least done it like if you're gonna dump it as well and you can't get rid of 30. I mean, what you know, that's it's an insurmountable amount of Funkos. Do something along the lines of it to like brighten someone's day instead of just putting a release being like, you know, we had to do it. Sorry. And I, yeah. I, yeah, whatever we, we, we got a wrap. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, we, should we talk really before we go? Um, speaking of products that, you know, don't make us go to the landfill for it. Um, and
2: exclusivity.
1: Cause we're not going to overdo it. Uh, tomorrow you, I didn't even know until you told me wh-
2: what is tomorrow. Tomorrow's a tomorrow play. is Batman day. September the 17th, 16th um, is Batman Day. We're not going to talk about movies or anything like that, but if you go to your local comic book shop, there are actually three Batman Day-specific comics. There are Batman number 1s. I think one is a prelude. Um, one is like a Batman Joker comic. It, so it's definitely worth it. But on top of that, you can own some amazing, amazing Batman merchandise that will not be going to a landfill anytime soon. So you've seen. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Nerdy Kick's new Batman and Joker inspired shoe that's so detailed, you'll relive all your childhood memories. Because on one side, you have the Bats, inspired by old school comics and the classic gray, black, and yellow fused with this eye-catching bat design. But blessing your other foot are the Jokers, riddled with the ha-ha's. With their bold and vibrant shades of green, purple, and red, it instantly captures the essence of Joker's personality. You do not want to miss the opportunity to cop yours, so do so in the link and buy Had to do it.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, it's funny because I, I thought like I my mouth moved fast. What a surprise! My mouth moved faster than my brain. And when you said you seen, I was like, did you just call me a Then like the, the video went up, and I was like, that's not my cue to talk. It's the scene. So uh, amazing video made by you um, seen and. Yeah, uh scan the QR code if you're interested. You want to check them out. No pressure. Go, you know, it's another collaboration with Shoebaker. And
2: another cool thing, they're pre-ordered. So you you order them so they know what stock to build, and then they're mm. gonna have a limited stock after. Another suggestion, Funko. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Less is more, guys. Less is more. So yeah, that's our little plug for that. But aside from that, yeah, I think we, we're a great show.
2: Yeah. so So again enjoy batman day tomorrow go to your local comic book shop show some support they're probably gonna have some cool things there along with um those free batman um comics i always say whenever there's an event like that where they're giving free comics get not only yourself but get people who need yeah get that kid that's struggling with reading to the comic book shop to get their free copy you'll never know i always say it this way um I don't have it where I can grab it right now. But my my Superman, the Death of Superman comic book was what got me down my road of nerdom and reading. And you know, as a as a nine year old kid who was struggling, um, it meant the world to me. So
1: I think we both just froze. Oh, there's a giveaway we're doing. Sorry, kids. <laughs> it's like are we doing something? Wink wink. So the bullpen is putting together a really nice giveaway. Um, I think we're still figuring out the the details exactly because it's been moving. So, but stop by the bullpen, check out, um, you know, Ken, for those who know, Ken is our, our comic book editor in chief. He is fantastic. He also does turn a page on Tuesday nights at eight. Um, Got a nice little plug for that as well. Um, but go through, check it out. They're doing a really cool giveaway, um, and we're gonna kind of, you know, have some more details for you there. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm caught off guard because, at last I checked, and NerdNish is getting bigger and bigger. We were still finalizing the details, um, so I'm kind of giving time if someone wants to comment and say what those details
2: are. <laughs>
1: Or otherwise we can look it up. It's fine. Yeah. So um, say
2: stay tuned. We'll have more. We'll have more. Um, go watch uh turn a page on Tuesday um to know the details because we're gonna pass it on to Ken. That's how you're gonna find out.
1: And here's the there you go. Yep. <laughs> but yes, um, lots of giveaways happen in our initiative. We still act, also we still have wait. I mean, wh- what worse comes to worst, the catch all of alls is contact us, scan the QR code. Just share mm-hmm. your 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 name and your email address. We have currently uh, a Tom Welling signed Smallville photo, which is running through. I'm looking at the date right now through September, um, and that will be that giveaway. And then for October, I already have some really cool ideas for that giveaway. But um, so yeah, Tom Welling, uh, authentic, swow authenticated autograph photo. So that's a Superman giveaway. And then we're also in the works of putting together a really nice Batman giveaway. Um, and um, if you, if you see me looking over, I'm looking to see if I find more details because I've been inundated with with uh, with notes right now. But um, yeah, K- Ken and, and the bullpen and the team are always doing amazing stuff. So check them out. And worst comes to worst, nerdiship.com or just scan the contact us and reach out to us and ask us questions or submit your name and be entered in giveaways and. That's the easiest way to make sure you don't miss anything,
2: but be sure to join with us uh, in two weeks. Uh, September 29th is going to be our last episode for season two. We're uh, finally wrapping up uh, rounding into a nice uh, 12 episode seasons, which it kind of works because we didn't talk about this the last episode, but we have, you know, been now doing this for over a year. Um, We've had, we missed our one year anniversary, no cake, no, no celebration, uh, but it was, a you know, it's, it's a milestone for us. And then we'll be, uh, then going to, uh, New York comic-con in, in October. And so be sure, uh, to, to check that out because again, we have our panel, um, uh, with John Caglione, um, on Saturday, October 14th at the Javid center in room one CO3, uh, at 6 PM. Um, which is going to be great. Mehran has uh, been willing to sponsor and provide uh, some items to give away, as well as doing a special promotion um, that day where they are going to be providing the exact kit of items that John will be using um, to help our, our buddy Nelly the Genie um, make his his Joker cosplay um, outfit. So be sure to, to check that out to be there.
1: And I found it, by the way. So okay. sorry, Finish, finish. Batman on top of Batman on top of Batman on top of Batman. But go ahead, please. Finish. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I just killed the mood. Apologies. No, you're fine. Boom! There it is. Batman Day contest. Um, so, apologies, Ken. Uh, uh, he's gonna kill me. Um, we are. Yeah, basically, our uh, my mind is is um, completely brain dead at this point. So apologies. Um. But yeah, so let us know, reach out. Uh, what the, the contest basically is very simple. What should be the next run to cover on Turn a Page? And if you guys don't know about Turn a Page, essentially, uh, Ken and Company is it's really an amazing show. Uh, they just kind of go over a run of comics. They've done Secret Invasion. They've done Court of Owls. It's really fluid, really well organized, and they talk about not only the synopsis, what their favorite moments are, what could be changed, behind-the-scenes stories. So they want to know. Let us know. Reach out to them and let us know what they should cover. And if you do, you could win a nice gift for Batman Day.
2: Those are some great great (coughs) storylines as well. Yeah. Absolutely cool. Um, So with that said, I'm going to try to get this off of my face real quick. There we go. Um, With that said, we are going to go ahead and wrap up this evening. Again, please be sure to check us out. Um, for our season finale um in two weeks um check out that um that panel at c2 2 uh, two at new york comic-con um and as always michael it's been wonderful and you no all have a great evening and thank you for joining us